We've got 200 reasons this episode will likely be 200 minutes long. Buckle up, babies. Your favorite Spartan podcast has hit another milestone. So for the 200th time, you're listening to Can't Read, Can't Write. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Can't Read, Can't Write, the podcast that proves Spartans can talk 200 times. I'm Mike Jones, joined as always by the man with an intro that I quite thoroughly appreciated, and another man who couldn't be mentioned, I guess, because intros weren't completed. So, uh... <laughs> Fuck, I only got halfway through it. Wow, uh, what a power move. Yeah. To be like, what if I just write myself an intro and leave everyone else to die? Wow. So well, good. Well, I'm really giving the I'm back from vacation effort today. Uh, This is what happens when he listens to the episodes and he hears like how many questions are just for him. And he's like, it's basically my podcast. Who introduces anyone else? uh, Meanwhile, I'm in here in the trenches taking shots, taking body blows for can't read, can't write. Speaking of shots. Coast on it. Yeah. Speaking of shots, gentlemen. Shall we? Uh, we will stop congratulating ourselves for at least five minutes, but sincerely, uh, never, I don't know what I imagined, but it wasn't this. So thank you both. Uh, congratulations on 200 episodes and thank you everyone who listens. Like, yeah, yes. More importantly. uh, Yeah. Just, uh, this certainly is, we enjoy hanging out with each other, but we could do this and not publish it. Um, and so it'd be a lot less work for me. (laughs) It turns out. (laughs) There's one other person who does work on this podcast. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, cheers, gentlemen. Cheers. 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 And cheers, everyone at home. Uh, Thank you Mm. so much for the time that you put in. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for putting up with us asking you to do Twitter questions uh, and those types of things. I know for the, the cast of characters, you guys are just the tip of the iceberg. There's you know, tons, tons, tons more people that we never interact with. And you were, you were saying tens and tens more people <laughs> that we never, several, <laughs> several more people. Uh, no, the wild thing is like listenership is up, you know, percent from this time last year, but there's no more Twitter in questioners fact, from this time last year. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. It's, that's good. It's a weird well, anyway. While my two uh, co-hosts appreciate you, I'm going to take a different track. You (laughs) fools. You absolute ignorant fools. Wasting your time. How many hours? How many tens and tens of hours have you wasted listening to us opine on matters superfluous and stupid? Truly an indictment on all of us, but especially you. So... Look forward I to say, seeing you next week. <laughs> I say shame on you, and I look forward to 201. Yeah. yeah. That's right. <laughs> uh, I mean, everyone, to at least one more episode. Just please, from, one more. From Alex Plum. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, if, we, uh, if we could ask a small favor, uh, sincerely this time for the 200th episode, if you could take a second to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast, it would really mean a lot to us. Of course, share the pod with Spartans in your life, and give us a follow on Twitter if that app is still running at Spartan or Pod. Uh, 
If you can refresh to find us, please <laughs> do so with your last view. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna do a different track here for 200. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna in case we have some new acquaintances. Uh, Pod has uh, three sections. One green wall. We cover everything that's happening in MSU sports. We got football always leading. Uh, we've got some commits to talk about. We've got to give Greg a hard time again. Uh, it's basketball summer season. That is Moneyball. A lot of good content coming out of Moneyball to talk about. We're going to head off Grand River after that, uh, where we're going to talk about the wider world of sports. Um, and then we will head to our Twitter questions. We got some doozies this week. Uh, and I even got a screenshot of Tyrone Couch's, one of his questions from somebody with a what the fuck. <laughs> so. <laughs> uh all right um greenwald gentlemen uh so three commits almost four this week uh we we hope that there's uh, another one coming but uh probably actually i think it's been rescheduled for the fourth of july so um so this by the time some of you listen to this this may have changed but first uh henry hasselbeck son of matt hasselbeck quarterback for the class of 2024 so so that people know a little bit about Henry, because I know uh, Greg is going to say some things that we want people to know we know these things before Greg says them. Uh, so Henry Hesselbeck uh, out of Massachusetts, um, I believe, uh, and is a, a elite level lacrosse recruit, um, was committed to the University of Maryland to play lacrosse. Maryland's a top five lacrosse program in the United States, like truly an elite lacrosse recruit, uh, despite his, his uh, dad's successful NFL career, um, apparently had a change of heart and has now decided that he's decommitting from the University of Maryland to no longer play lacrosse and is going to come to MSU to play uh, football uh, and be our quarterback for the class of 2024. So he is a three-star recruit. Um, and mm, s- folks who would want to spin a tail, I-, I think is a fair way of saying it would be that, mm-hmm. uh, given how much he was involved in lacrosse and how good he was there, that the, he wasn't spending a lot of his time at summer camps. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he is, uh, while he's a-, a decent height, a good height, uh, he is definitely underweight. For a big six two one sixty five. I mean, that's that's making Grooch feel shortly <laughs> over here. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, it w- will benefit from a a Big Ten strength and conditioning and nutrition program for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, either way, big get in. It doesn't hurt having his dad around campus. I'll say that. Uh, no. And but, unfortunately, his dad's a little bit more available now than he used to be. Yeah, um, we did, I didn't put that on the outline, but that <laughs> we could talk about that at some point in time. ESPN just just cutting, just like cutting, just take, cutting, doing riffs like the rest of us. Uh, yeah. But um, look, I, I don't want to not talk about Henry because I I don't think this is a terrible pickup. It's an upside pickup to be sure, but yes. Let's remember that Jay Johnson just landed two four stars in a row. Mm. You know, well, uh, also, we have to look at the rest of the field. Most of the guys that were on the QB board for the class of 2024 
were committed to other yeah. programs. But um, looking at the peer group, as we do, you got your BCs, you got your Pitts, you got your Arizonas, you got your Georgia Techs, and then it it becomes from there your Eastern Carolinas, your Yukons, your UABs, etc. So again, this is uh, this is a pickup with some upside potential, um, and not one that I would expect to contribute right away. I don't. I don't think. I don't think Henry's throwing in on the uh, throwing throwing the quarterback competition into any kind of disarray when he arrives on campus. I think this is a project player with upside and good pedigree. Yeah. And that can't hurt. Um, yeah. It's, it, you know, would it be great to get a five-star quarterback? Sure. But it, the class needed a quarterback. We got one. And it's not like the guy doesn't know football. I assume anyway, he knows football. Well, he's got someone he can call. Yeah. You know. Is he related to Elizabeth Hasselbeck? Yes. It's his mom, really? right? Oh, is it really? I think so. The dumb idiot bimbo from the fucking view. Wow. Can I say that? Mm. Uh, Ant, I believe. Ah, if I'm not mistaken. Right. So dumb Ant. Hopefully he's not as dumb as his idiot Ant. Cool. But she no one's ever had a, no one's been influenced by their dumb aunt before. No one's had to deal with dumb ants like on Facebook or something like that. <laughs> so true. Or, you know, his is just on the view. It, it's just right. way, way more public. That's than all this. That's all this. Than That's the rest exactly of us right. dealing with these things. Is uh, she still on? No, she's no longer on the view. Right. She was on Fox and Friends until 2015. I think, didn't she jump from Fox and Friends to The View? And now, did she get replaced by... Is she back at The View? Because she was on The View from... I'm looking at her Wikipedia from 2003 to 2013. We're spending an awful lot of time on his married into the family aunt. This is now the Elizabeth Hesselbeck podcast. There it is. Where we all catch up with our friend Elizabeth, who's got to be in a really good mood this week. So I hate her probably more than anyone on the planet. She said over-the-counter plan B should be banned in the case of rape and incest. That's fun. Back, back to my earlier point. <laughs> wow, I'm having a good time on this. Uh, but she did argue with Rosie, so that's interesting. Um, Great. Anyway, let's move well, on. From I'm this. thinking of Roseanne. Sorry, got it confused. Rosie, Roseanne. You know, we've all Actually, been there. That, that can be confusing. Thank you. Thank you. All right, yeah. We're Let's talk on. about the twins. Let's talk about the twins. Yeah. There are two more uh, pickups on the lines. Coach Cap doing some work. You got Mercer and uh, Charlton, right? Luneski. Luneski, yes. So package deal, presumably, right? Yeah, so I wanted to chat with you about these, uh, these commits, Greg, because I think you were a little meh on them. Uh, well, so... If we're if we're playing our pure group game, then there are some some offers that you like to see here, uh, and the measurables are really good for both of these dudes. Uh, Mercer's six seven three hundred, and Charlton's, Charlton's a little underweight. Little okay, six, six five, five two eighty. So room to grow there, but Mercer is that's that's a dude. 
You got to put some pound, put a couple more pounds on that dude. That's that's a dude. So go ahead, Jonesy. What were you saying? I interrupted you. I apologize. No, no, you're fine. So uh, Mercer's uh, uh, offer list was a little bit, I think, better than Charlton's, uh, if I Correct. remember correctly. Yeah. Um, but you know, uh, both got Wisconsin offers. Uh, you, you were a, a bit met on them, and. To me, it seemed like this is uh, this is a no brainer for recruitment because it is a two for the price of one. And at some point in time, O-line is about depth, right? Mm-hmm. This seems like a worthwhile recruitment if I'm Coach Cap. A, you've got two dudes who have the size or potential size anyway, in, in the case of Charlton, to be Big Ten offensive linemen. Yep. And you are getting in a, at a position where depth is king you are getting a two for one. The time and investment in a, in a, in a recruitment is, is singular, but you get two bodies for the price of one. Mm-hmm. And so if you're talking about a, a mid to high three-star offensive lineman and you think you're a coach who's worth a damn, I don't know why you wouldn't recruit these guys. Th- this to me is actually a huge win um, for, for the program, even if, Neither one of them ends up being a stud, but one of them may well, or both of them. Yeah. Well, this is the and, opportunity for player development that I think we've cited and credited Mark Antonio and his staff at being excellent at doing. If there's one thing that we should expect out of Jay Johnson here, Jay, can you do one fucking thing? You absolute chode. It's and um, Coach Cap. Coach Cap too. Fine, but I'm putting this on Jay Johnson because he needs to prove himself here in a way that he hasn't yet. That's fair. And I mean, this is a class that already includes Andrew Dennis, uh, who just got a not very frequently seen post MSU commitment recruiting bump. I, I didn't think it was possible. Uh, that was the, that was a subject of myth and legend that such a thing could take place. So 24 seven bylaws, in fact. Yes. Yes. Someone got fired, not just at ESPN, but also at 24 seven when that came out. Um, so, I mean, I, I understand you got to get the dudes. Um, and these are two guys with upside and they're in the program. It's just, and it gets back to what we were talking about last week. And this is not take away from any of these guys. If you're excited about MSU and you're listening, cause you want to listen to the most foremost podcast of Michigan state athletics on their 200th anniversary spectacular show. Happy to have you. But the but the overall body of work, I think, for this class is still not entirely there yet. And certainly not what we were mm-hmm. promised about, like, there's a new paradigm of recruiting at Michigan State University. Yeah, so I, I want to chat about that uh, in a second. But I do want to circle back on Andrew Dennis because uh, two things. One, I didn't realize he's now the 10th interior offensive line prospect in the country. Yeah. 194 overall in the nation as a prospect. At, okay. Big jump. I'll Big jump that. in the top 247. Uh, I'm guessing ESPN is uh, weighing him down, but uh, whatever. Um, <laughs> we appreciate ESPN when it's convenient. Uh, they probably won't be <laughs> updating uh, that anytime soon as they're probably all laid off. But, uh, Greg, I, I want to. So someone, and it, I 
forgive me because I, I think it was actually really I think it was ZJ maybe no so someone else uh, who who kind of hate tweeted an old episode of ours I think after listening to last week's episode totally fair by the way I'm completely reasonable to irrationally lash out at us do that but, but uh, uh, said you guys are idiots and cited uh, a tweet that I, I'm sure many people saw from Maxwell on um, on the change in the class profile. Did you grab that, Greg, by the way? I did, yeah. Yeah, so I uh, want to give credit where credit is due. Um, so I'm going to give the at for anyone who happens to want to check this out because this is inherently a graphic uh, medium that we're going to do through an audio one. But it's uh, at Maxwell Klitsky, I think is, I hope I'm pronouncing it correctly. M-A-X-W-E-L-L-K-L-I-T-Z-K-E. Great follow. Uh, But so what Maxwell did was he charted three different lines over time. uh, One being percent of the team that's under the ranking of 500, percent of the team that's between 251 and 500, mm-hmm. and the percent of the team that's that's top 250. And then puts a line there when... And these are recruiting rankings. Yes, yeah, sorry, right. recruiting rankings. And puts a line in when Tucker takes over. And what's notable about when Tucker takes over is that the the chasm between the, uh, the percentage of the team that's a top, or is an under 500, and the percentage of the team that's... <laughs> anything other than 500 is is quite is the largest it's ever been it's mm-hmm. it's back larger than it was when d'antonio uh, maybe not when he took it over but certainly than it was in 2013 yeah um and so tucker has drastically for the chart gotten those lines to come towards the middle so that percentage of, yeah the percentage of the team that's uh ranked under the top 500 is plummeting um, at a uh, certainly at a more drastic rate than the other two lines are rising, hmm. but those other two lines are indeed meeting it. So, uh, I on the one hand, Greg, I thought this was—I don't want to speak for you—I thought this was a fair call out. Yeah, someone pointing to this. Yep. But on the other hand, I actually don't know that it totally refutes your point either, which is to say that you called it vintage Mark Antonio, not late stage Mark Antonio, right? And that's where I was going to go with this is it's now the team in terms of recruiting talent that's on the roster is now somewhere in line with 2014, 2015, 2016, Mark D'Antonio. So this is kind of exactly what I was describing, but we need to start bumping it up. We Now is the time to kind of go up above those you know, those numbers of Mark D because at the time when this was happening, I thought the program was always under recruiting its capabilities, certainly the amount of success that it was happening, but also just what the baseline MSU recruiting rankings should be, which I think are somewhere in the high teens. So we'll see where this lands. Uh, Now, of course, the last year's class was in that, bubble that area uh and i understand it's harder to recruit after a season like last year but the trend the most important thing on this chart is that it is trending in the right direction my question is where is it going to end up 
Well, uh, we haven't heard from you in a couple weeks. Hmm. Uh, you've seen the commits coming in. What do you think about these young boys? Uh, I don't know. I the I was, and I have the last. I mean, the last time I was on, which was what two hundred days ago. Um, which I think we had three recruits. At, I think literally the last time you were on, we had three yeah. recruits committed to MSU. Yes, that's right. Um, I, but I still didn't think they were quality. <laughs> I shouldn't say non-quality. I don't know. I, I was upset. And then I saw the article that you sent, which I thought, which you've just referenced, I thought was, I don't know. It gave me hope in a way that nothing else really had. So I don't know what to say about any of this. You guys, I, I feel like there's, it, it, we're, we're, we're not recruiting the talent that we expected to be able to recruit right now, which means we're stuck back at developing players. So then that's just the game that we have to play I, until we are a winning program that folks want to be part of. That isn't just Benz's and G wagons on the football field. So kids can take pictures with stacks of pancakes at their feet, you know, until we're something substantive, we're not going to be recruiting compelling players, which means we only have development and the occasional portal. Wow. Uh, that's just the state of our program. And I don't know if that's a little brother program or a medium brother program, but it's not a big brother program. <clears throat> and I think we have to be clear right about that. So I'm not overly excited, but I don't know that it matters if I'm excited or not. It's just the reality. Is that bad? No, I think that's right. I, I think at, at some point in time, you'd like a recruiting bump because you're the new flashy coach. Yeah. Um, I think maybe there were some poor staff choices. I think COVID probably impacted some of that. Like, you know, yep. if Mel Tucker gets hired in a normal circumstance under a normal timeline, maybe we see things a little bit different, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Yep. And and then you then you parlay that on top of a Ken Walker season and like maybe things get really different. I don't know. But that's not the timeline we're living in. Yeah. So the reality is, is that you have to see some of these coaches that are supposed to be good coaches develop players. Yep. And and even, you know, your 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 Nick Sabins take three stars yep. and they develop players. Like that's part of what has to happen. Correct. And, and there is a bias against MSU in all of this. These are recruiting rankings being done by third parties and they're trying to sell subscriptions and those types of things. So there's definitely that to contend with as well. If the staff wants these dudes and they're taking these commitments, that's fantastic. I'm happy with that. Uh, they're looking at the film, they're making those decisions. So, um, I'm just saying we were we were promised again a new recruiting paradigm that I think is yet to materialize. Yeah. Here we go. That's, that's, that's fair. It. Yep. Uh so um the other uh, news of note is uh and we won't spend a ton of time on this but Darius Hicks uh has been promoted to the director of scouting for MSU. Um Darius we we talked, I think, a couple weeks ago about um, the hire of uh, Jenna Learn as, uh, I think, the director of on-campus recruiting. And then we saw a director of on-campus recruiting operations hired last week. 
I think what we saw that during the show, maybe. Yeah. Um, or just before. But yes. Yeah. And uh, and then she wanted to give us something to talk about. She was, you know, she was like, oh, the guys will be so excited. <laughs> yeah. And and so I think what we're seeing is a few different things. One is that uh, un- under this new uh, the new staff under uh, Mark Thorne, that folks have much more niche jobs. So Darius got a promotion and he's going to be in charge of um, film. Right. Like it's going to be largely transfer portal, but certainly a lot of college. And uh, we talked about Jenna having a huge job as the director of on-campus recruiting. But then they hired uh, Tyler, who she will be uh, doing the operationalizing side of that. Each of them will have a staff underneath them. So it seems that at least one thing that's happening since the firing or I'm sorry, since Saeed Khalif was no longer renewed, um, (laughs) was that the staff is getting larger and more niche, which you hope that there's certain, certainly an opportunity for friction in all of that. But you hope if people have one piece of the widget, they need to build in front of them, that that makes for a more streamlined process. Um, so anyway, uh, Darius, congratulations on the promotion and uh, best of luck, please. I mean, I, I'm going to just say, and this is just harping on a theme because it's been a few weeks um whether or not you have a big portfolio or a little portfolio whether you're focusing on one widget or the whole widget or one piece of one part of one component of the widget the only thing that matters in anyone's role is accountability the only thing that matters is leadership so until and unless um mel tucker is going to hold people accountable for outcomes that are produced and we can maybe hope that with Khalif, that was a outcomes driven thing, or I don't know what it was. If it wasn't outcomes, if it was <clears throat> behind the scenes, then there's some indication that some kind of accountability matters. Um, but until the abject performance of our current uh, offensive and defensive and special teams coordinators is, and until there is accountability there, does it really matter how we perform? And 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 all of us, by the way, each of us have worked for bosses who are useless. We've all worked for people who have no capacity for leadership. And we know how deleterious that is to our ability to stay motivated, our desire to contribute. Um, Such will be the same here. So this is the last season. It will be acceptable to have a performance that is anything less than excellent on any side of the football. And until there is a course correction there. Okay, cool. And I, I think we don't necessarily mean that in terms of wins, right? Like you can, you can see competence, right, and still lose games. That's that is, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, ish. Yes, that yes, that gets that's true. Yes, a, a a close loss to Ohio State is different than getting blown out to Minnesota at home. That's right. Yes. So we can agree on that. That there are ways to look at quality and improvement for sure. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, a lot of good look. I. It was, it was two weeks, and there were three commits that, and now we're at I think nine, soon to be hopefully knock on wood ten. Yeah, let's this take is, it. This is progress. Right. Progress. Uh, let's talk hoops, shall we? Speaking of progress, let's talk about shooting hoops. A progressing basketball program and dunks. Program dunks. So, Moneyball is happening for those who don't know. Moneyball is a program that happens every year in the Lansing area. This year, it's at Holt High School. Yep, Holt Rams. 
uh, and uh, the MSU players participate in some, most, some of the games. And yeah, they're uh, like split up on all the different teams. You know, I think they're represented on every single one of the teams. So that would yeah. Most teams games. have two. Some have one. Yeah, uh, player. Uh, we could go over the teams, but we're not going to because we don't <laughs> care that much about Moneyball. Uh, the thing about Moneyball is no one plays defense, and it is a ah. intended to be a highlight reel. So, yes. uh, for those who maybe are, are less familiar, for instance, Tum Tum Naren. I think famously put up 30 or something all from three. <laughs> like <Yeah. laughs> uh, Pierre Brooks looked really good last year. <laughs> well, the thing is Pierre Brooks had gotten in shape last year at Moneyball. It was a different Pierre Brooks that we saw at Moneyball versus the season. So, and so now we, it's a different Jackson Kohler that we're yeah. seeing now than it was this time last year. And I can vouch for this. So there was a piece uh, about how Jackson Kohler has reworked his body. I saw him downtown last week, uh, and he, he, you know, he's bulked up. He's put some weight on. I saw it, that personally. So Graham wrote the article, and what's interesting is he first lost weight. So I think he's he a stubby weight. little guy. Yeah, I think he went down ten some pounds, maybe, and then and now actually weighs more than he did when he started, but like. Put it all back. Good weight. Yeah. Where it uh, took that. all the pieces off, rearranged them, put, started putting them all back on. Yeah. The And what's interesting is the difference is, is that this, uh, so Graham's talked, I've heard him say on his podcast a number of times that like Pierre Brooks got in shape because of his dad. Like uh... did, did like three a days with his dad over the summer. And then the second well, this Graham hasn't said this, but it seems the second that that level of accountability and supervision wasn't like in his face. Yeah, because it like as much contact as as these kids get with the staff, there is a limit on some of this. Yeah. And and so yeah. there is a lot of personal responsibility that goes into to doing these things. And and it sounds like based upon what Graham has talked about in his article, that Jackson Kohler knew. Gets it. Like that, if he wants to make a career here, that he needs to be more accountable. Yeah. Um, Mati Sissoko apparently has also had a bit of a body transformation. Uh, got bigger up in the chest, yeah, um, in a way that indicates that maybe he he's planning on going toe to toe with some of the big dudes in the Big Ten, ready to bang with Zach Eady. Yeah, good. Uh, Thank God, break his kneecaps. I'm just gonna say, I. Uh, only one player is left from the 2021 class. Uh, only and only one player from that recruiting class um, was ever of any value, any merit. We're talking about Pierre Brooks. Fuck him. We're talking about the unmentionable now playing for uh, Los Angeles. Fuck him harder. And of course, the only, <laughs> the only worthy, Jaden Akins, oh, who sure. this podcast will be on record as saying is Christ incarnate. So <laughs> never in dispute. Never been in dispute. So anyway, I'm just saying love the love the new guys, love whoever's waiting for us maybe in the portal still. Probably uh, I mean speaking of the portal, do you count Tyson Walker as being in the 2021 class? He was I didn't because he wasn't I mean he was, but he wasn't in that recruited class. Gotcha. Kind of. 
Okay. Right? All right. That's, I guess. All right. I just don't class. know how we're defining the terms. That's it. Recruiting class. That's the term. As the I guy that, that thinks that you're not truly a Spartan until you come in, I know. From the portal, Listen, and and this and this is and that's the, the fucking point. Of all of them, and that's the point, and that's the point, and we've been saying that. But you know, this is maybe where Jay Nakins proves me wrong because Pierre Brooks and fucking hell fuck ass have proved me right. So yeah. Should and we by talk the about way, the freshman? it is cyberbullying when people send me or at me with clips of Max Christie doing well in the league. I refuse to accept it. I'm going to report it to Elon. And I don't think it's fair. Or kind. Instant ban. He'll rate limit Fake you. news. Uh, Real quick question. Uh, I, I, this isn't going to happen with Tyson, but hypothetical, let's say. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's say we go and win a natty with somebody like a Tyson, who probably will lead us in scoring, right? Mm-hmm. Not going to. And. Tyson's a bad example because he won't go to the league. He's mm-hmm. not tall enough, right? But would we ever retire a transfers number? Yeah, absolutely you would. Why not? I the don't know. Tom's, Tom's weird. Tom is well, weird. This might be a perfect time, although we probably just want to talk about the freshmen. Talk about how really there have not been that many retired numbers under Tom Izzo. For the level of... Of yeah. uh, uh, of success that he's had, it's been the national championship guys, your Mo Peets, uh, etc. Um, and then it's been Draymond. End of list, right? Mm-hmm. It's a it's alarming to me that Cassius's number hasn't been retired yet. I think you can make the argument for uh, Kalen Lucas as well. Zell, hmm. yeah. I mean, Kalen Lucas was a Big Ten Player of the Year. Denzel, I don't think, was ever a Big Ten Player of the Year, but he was. Wasn't he in the conversation for National Player of the Year? He was. Well, I think he got some National he, Player of the Years. Yeah, yeah. Was he the Big Ten Player of the Year that year It was as well, that season? I think so. Probably. Um, definitely All-Americans. Um, Draymond, I think, had... Also some, you know, National Player of the Year type honors, but he did get his name retired or his number retired. I think. Yeah, big given. Okay. I think given the amount of success that these guys have have had, that the teams have had, you got to do more than just the national championship guys in Draymond. I I think Cash has to go up. I think Cam has to go up. Draymond, is it because he gave money? Or because he's been so successful in the NBA. What's the difference? Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I mean, at some point in time, I, I feel like, I don't know. I'll just circle back to Cash for a second. But like, talk about a dude who, not just basketball, but was super important to the university at a at time, time that it needed it. Yeah, like, at a time that Tom Izzo was... A fish out of yeah. water. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Tom, get your people in touch with our people. Uh, all right. Uh, yeah. Talk about the freshman for a second. So, seem to be playing well. Yes. Yes. Um, I mean, again, this all comes with the money ball caveat, but Jeremy Fears playing above the rim, Xavier Poker playing well, Cohen Carr. Uh, go find yourself, uh, spare yourself one or two views on Twitter 
so that you can spend them on Cohen Carr highlight Donkey. reels because um, they're fantastic. And Garrett Norman also playing well and apparently getting that body in shape a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the same time. But at the it's- same time, got to remember, these are freshmen. Mm. And apparently they've been telling the media that transitioning to the speed of the college game is a bit of a challenge. So, again, you know, give these guys the time that they need. Um, Fortunately, with the roster the way that it is, one of the benefits of it is that they won't be called upon to carry the team. Yeah. Um, But very, very uh, encouraging what we've seen so far from the Moneyball. Yeah, we love it. All right, let's head off Grand River. Actually, real quick, gentlemen, I just want to congratulate us again. The energy yeah. feels down. Like, let's just let's just and, come on and buy it. On. You know who I owe the energy to? Mr. Mike Jones. Who, yeah. Who provided the bamboo rum for this darkest mm. story. XO, come on, drinking me XO. Yeah. Folks, I, I want to co-sign on this for a second because... Sincerely, if you don't even need to be a rum drinker, mm. go get yourself some bamboo. The XO is great. I think it's good in some contexts. I would get the regular bamboo. It is delicious and sweet, and you can drink it over rice. It is the perfect way to end your night. Like, truly delicious. Go get yourself some bamboo. Um, I like the Liberator Gin, but I recognize that, like, for instance, that's probably not for everybody. Mm. Um, but like, the bamboo is it's, oh, bamboo it's so, is for the it's so sweet that I promise you it is a dessert that you will love finishing your night with um, anyway let them eat cake let them drink bamboo, bamboo. rum mm-hmm. famously said yep. famously yep. said that's right alright uh, Greg Plum you were away and this podcast turned into a conference realignment slash big, tel- big 12 drama podcast yeah yeah and, yeah, and the yeah. people were really big fans we definitely didn't get feedback that was hateful uh, uh yeah but sorry. everyone to those that reached out those listener numbers keep going up i can't tell you why because you're probably right because you're right you're right but about it. those numbers keep going up so <laughs> i give, don't i don't understand it the, give the people what they want more <laughs> conference realignment more conference realignment so uh, the, the Big 12 has added, and I say these names and I'm like, holy shit, this is sad. University of Central Florida, Houston, Cincinnati, and BYU <laughs> to the ranks of their power conference. Luke Fickle now in the Big 12. No, dude, bro. Is he not bro. there anymore? No longer there. He's not. He's in the Big 10 now. Yeah. Wait, where is he? He's at Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Oh, fuck. When did that happen? <laughs> I promise you, you were here for it. I've, and I probably had an opinion about it, too. You're probably, like, just banging the table, like, I will rue the day! <laughs> uh, That's just oh, yeah. how dead he was to you. That's just that is. Dead. Yeah, well, we all, I think it was really, I was just, I'm still going to miss Bert Billima. I know. Oh, wait. Who was at? Who the fuck was at Wisconsin? Not Greg Gard. Uh, Oh, yeah. Chris. Yeah, we could never remember his name. We always thought it was Greg Gard. All right. All right. Please delete all that. Fuck. No, leave it in. I deserve that.
Let them hear. Let them hear it. Uh, Let them hear So it. that'll be it for this. Uh, we don't need to talk about any more conference realignment now that we've got you here. Do I you mean, what else is there to say? You know? They're now in the conference. And now they're in their BYU conference. Congratulations to is going to play UCF in the Big 12. Congrats. Yeah, congrats this is, is right. Boo. Uh, things... Are happening here in East Lansing with alcohol in the stadium, though. I am told the Michigan House and the Michigan Senate have sent a dainty little bill to Big Gretch and uh, asked her to just sign on the dotted line so we can get imbibed at Spartan and, Stadium. And she was probably like, she probably got that bill, and she was like, "Wait, the the people don't." Drink at Spartan Stadium? They're not already I, drunk. They're not. I've been drinking at Spartan Stadium for yeah. years. Up in my ivory tower. I go to the Land Shark. I get loaded there, no matter yeah. the public health situation. And then I stroll on down ah. to Spartan Stadium. She did do that. I drink she our attorney general under the table, and then I make my way on over to the stadium. And oh, my, my husband God. is busy getting exceptions to all the rules. Um... Love the grudge, but yeah, we see we we've been reading all the headlines over the last several years, and we've referenced each one. See, I'm current on things that don't have to do with (laughs) Big Twelve coaches. Uh, uh, we we didn't. I put it on the outline, and you guys you skipped it, but it is worth mentioning that um, there's a story going around Georgia that makes uh about Georgia football. Uh. Yeah, not uh, good. That that makes Ole Miss seem like yep. maybe hiring Chris Beard was not the worst thing in the world. <laughs> uh, but it's a reminder that Chris Beard is still a piece of shit. And uh, fuck Ole Miss. But uh, maybe also fuck Georgia. Because routinely I mean, intervening yeah. in instances yeah. of domestic disputes, domestic violence, sexual assault with... Team representatives at police interviews. Yep. Yep. So we don't need to cover sounds, in depth. Sounds similar to conduct uh, very familiar in the city of Ann Arbor mm. in many ways, isn't it? Mm. little thumb on the scale action there. Still waiting to find out what computer access crimes are, but. I don't know. I, I just, I don't think any of us can be surprised. Nay, I don't think a single listener, uh, would be surprised that an SEC program would not have scruples, morals, or any other sort of ethic guiding its conduct. Football is life. Let's remember, one of the two, the the junior senator from the state of Alabama is Tommy Tuberville. He makes Elizabeth Hasselbeck look like a fucking Rhodes Scholar. (laughs) He referred to the three branches of government as the House and the Senate and oh. the executive. <laughs> wow. So just just remember, that is who the good people of Alabama of the SEC of the SEC to represent have sent to Washington. So, yeah, of course, of course, the Bulldogs have uh, team representatives in police. And the police are on record as saying things like, my Bulldogs. We wouldn't want anything to happen to my Bulldogs. It's, it's just uh, different not down good. there. It it's is just, different. It's different in the Having SEC. lived there, let me tell you, it is different down there. And in not good ways. 
Uh, all right. Should we talk about Twitter questions? Yeah, unless uh, there's anything else you guys wanted to cover off Grand River. Uh, I know. Oh, I, 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 sorry. I, I want to go back to the alcohol thing because I, I don't think we gave that the full attention that it deserved, which is to say, what alcohol is going to pair best with my melting moments? Isn't, mm. isn't that what we should be thinking about? And in fact, I'm more upset that no one asked that in a Twitter question. Is there a root beer vodka? That's it. See, now we're thinking. Now, or maybe that's is where the the peanut butter catastrophe comes into play. The peanut butter whiskey or whatever it was that uh, we got in one of those boxes. Oh, I think uh, one of the first I've got the coffee. Uh, yeah, we shouldn't badmouth any of the, but I can bring the coffee one. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll see. It's going to take a while for this yeah. to come through. It's not All exactly right. going to happen uh, this year. Uh, Twitter questions should first off. We've got a number of them, but Twitter was effectively down yesterday. Is this going to be an official week of Twitter questions? You know what? Let's decide. Yeah, let's do it. Let's make it official. You know, my life's not fair. This it's is not official. like we don't tweet it out every week. Sure. Yeah, and it's not like anyone cares. I mean, I guess it's not the like, more important. And it's part. not like they can't reach us on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's really good. <laughs> at Spartan underscore pod for those who like dead content. <laughs> I think there was a story a month ago. There was, there was, there was. Michael, thank you. Uh, so for those who are curious and keeping score at home, the top three <laughs> for last week were Elon Bloom, Thomas Zambiasi, and Adam DeLay. Adam, oh, Adam. Maybe get in the mix more often, brother. Uh, that puts our top three currently at the Keithski, still at number one, Joe Ashworth, number two, and Mike Jones at number three with Thomas Zambiasi knocking on the door. Um, we may decide to wait whatever the last week is. I think we do have to go maybe a little bit longer because of the error. Oh my God. This is, you did this to Twitter just so Twitter questions could continue. I did. Um, Elon's going to be knocking on your door being like, was it worth it, Michael? Was it, you brought my beautiful platform to its knees. Your <laughs> to, to its knees. And then you'd yeah. be like, uh, what was that, Elon? I, you spoke to a certain point that I couldn't hear you after that because you ran out of <laughs> ran out of tweets. 6001. Yeah. 6001. So, shall we do this? Uh first off from Joe Ashworth, uh in honor of Couch's recent article about Kohler's off-season transformation, was your favorite story about an MSU athlete or former athlete getting ripped? Bonus points for the pod if you tie it into the inevitability of us winning the national championship next year i like this question uh well we weren't around for those uh human interest stories from 1999 so um i don't have any uh of those Um, players getting ripped i mean remember how draymond green used to look (laughs) i mean he graduated kind of looking that way right and then it was like the league for him so Uh, Remember when we were told that Marcus Bingham's legs were larger? <laughs> I've got one for the old timers. Marcus uh, Bingham. 
Tony Mandrich. I heard Tony Mandrich was doing a great job putting on LBs and would be a force to be reckoned with. And that was a... <laughs> I mean, I think he was good while he was here, but, uh, you know, get a little help along the way. But look, Joe, I don't want to speak for everyone else, but particularly as it relates to basketball, mm. Tom Izzo was our coach. So the inevitability of winning a championship is always Always there. inevitable. Just like we won in 2020. It is weird that we haven't won one since. <laughs> we did. We won in 2020. <laughs> thank, you, thank you, Alex. Yeah. God, worst podcast I've ever done with you. Uh, speaking of which, uh, Joe asked for a second. second uh, Joe asked for a second question. Plum is absent. Jones gets off on tormenting listeners and Grooch can't yes. interact with normal humans on even the most mundane topics like food tastes good. Foods that so. taste good. Foods that, uh, taste good. foods that taste good. Is the prize for winning Twitter questions amazing this year? No. <laughs> no Joe, sure. I like that you're doubling down on being a piece of shit. And for that, I want to say thank you. And Mr. S- Mr. Second place. I, Wait, I don't know. Yeah, the, this can be remedied, Joe, very yeah. quickly. Uh, and finally from Joe Ashworth, it's 1.45 in the afternoon. I drove nine hours from Milwaukee to my ca- my cabin last night and arrived at 2 a.m. I only got like three hours of sleep. Is three beers the appropriate start for the holiday weekend or am I slacking? If you ask Greg, who's drinking athletic brewing or whatever, <laughs> yes. Yes, and and Plum is drinking. What's what's the non-alcoholic liquor you drink? Uh, I I'm not drinking it today. I'm actually having a real Modelo. But uh, what is it called? Ritual. Ritual. It's good. As in, I need to fit in my suit for my wedding ritual. Mm-hmm, That's mm-hmm, where it comes mm-hmm, from. Mm-hmm. Or as in, I have a ritual of consuming alcohol, and I did not do that anymore. Yeah, I need to stop it for my liver. Uh, yeah, Joe. Sorry. Uh. I think they'll probably say yes, three is fine. Greg, are you off this week? Uh, not the whole week, no. Oh. Just Plum, are you off? I am. Well, not the whole week, no, but I'm off until Wednesday. Oh, guys. Yeah, same for us. Come join the HubSpot team. It's the week yeah, of it would you get, you, get, rest. you get the jobby nooner, uh, you know, week off in July. Whole company shut down. Dang. Wow. Man, what about those people that need their CRMs at like the the taco stand? When I said whole, I mean there are taco some people who stand. still have to be there, but uh, they take they take. Uh, what did you do for um, Juneteenth? What about those? Because you didn't care about Juneteenth. What was it that you called? You observed it later. I observed it later, but that was my decision. I'm just oh, worried. Wow, about that the, makes it better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And not I, worse. Let me tell you, I sat down and I observed. Uh, I'm just worried, though, about the the artisan cake makers out there that, you know. Oh, God, no. Um, Yeah, what will they do? I meant to do a PSA uh, about, um, by the way, the artisan cake made me think of uh, other people who complained about gay people. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Myself included, I should note. Uh, Well, you remember there was the cake makers like, I'm not going to sell the the gays. And then we saw an iteration of that, except with fake people. Um, yeah yeah and, we got a question uh, about that i think coming up oh here. do we oh well, yeah. well i meant to talk about the um the affirmative action ruling uh-huh. um because i just i think my guess is that most of our listeners are post-college and right. so 
they likely at some point in time will have an opportunity to mentor folks or or provide advice to people. And so I, I think for those of us who went to Michigan State, we value the diverse population that we got to interact with. Michigan yeah. State certainly has more work to do, but it is one of the great values of going to a large institution. And yeah. so uh, for that reason, I would just say that if you get the opportunity to mentor people, particularly people of color who are interested in applying to colleges, that the way the ruling is, is that people can and should still talk about their personal experiences. Right. And the diverse perspective that they bring to a college campus, and they should highlight who they are. Get the word out on that. Yeah. So whether that means you're involved in, in, in certain groups that, that tend to be associated with a demographic or uh, you've done advocacy work, like you should point that out. And, and that is still permissible under the law. So just, I just wanted to give the quick PSA on that. Well, yeah, one of the first things that Harvard said was, hey, found the loophole already. Tell us, tell us how you've been infected by race. Tell us how you've been affected by oppression and injustice. Like, great, that that's all uh, completely above board. But so, if I may, the kids applying to Harvard, yeah, they know about that loophole i'm worried oh, yeah. about the kids right. nationwide that's right who don't have someone to coaching tell them, them that's right make sure to mention this in your college right. application yeah. yeah and that's and that's why i think you gotta, if, you're, if you're talking to your high school if you're talking to a class at your high school if you're if someone asks you for a coffee like say yes and help like yeah. that's that's what you can do um yeah Anyway, uh, next up, Ali. Zanjo is back. Why isn't he number one? Uh, you both probably remember uh, Zanjo as Go MSU Butt Boy 69. Ah, I do uh, remember him. Uh, who has been offline for eight months. And I think MSU Twitter got into a ugly place and he was summoned back. And <laughs> immediately, He's I pulled believe. right back in. Made fun of farm dog's death and uh, <laughs> like really went to the darkest of spaces. And and I, I'm very happy that Zanjo's back. So, um, sorry, I'm not going to celebrate racists. Um, anyway, uh, next up, way to take a stand. Yeah, you did. Yeah, Good job. you're a hero. Uh, next up from Ali, I'm at a carnival in rural Washington. Why does every guy that works here look like Kid Rock? <laughs> that that answer is that's no, self-evidently that answers itself. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you about that. Is that my a friend. tautology of sorts? That's it. It's a tautology. Congrats. You made well it done. as a statement. And uh, finally, uh, just pure stream of consciousness from Ali here. Why doesn't this place have a beer garden? That is that's the best question. This rural Washington carnival. Yeah, I'm like, okay, my guy, my poor fucking guy. Uh, uh, just, I guess, at this point, be happy with elephant ears or whatever. Yeah, whatever is available. If I was in rural Washington. I would need a beer, though. Yeah. Next up from Thomas Zambiasi. Uh, well, how should we submit Twitter questions if the Bird app is finally kicking the bucket? At Spartan underscore pod on Instagram. Instagram. Or bum, 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 bum. Can't, can't write 1855 gmail.com. Yeah. Come can't on, guys. Gmail us. Gmail us your questions. Us. It has happened. And in case it wasn't obvious because of our name, but 
no apostrophes on can't read can't write on the email address next up from thomas which part of the breslin scoreboard would you buy from the surplus store great question here thomas i'm in with the heat yeah Yeah. it's a good question knocking at the top three yeah um i mean you want to get an s right if you can get one uh sure i want the the part of the board that shows the numbers and the number of fouls um Mm. Because then I can just increment it up and down. That's yeah. That's, that's right. Make it say funny numbers that make me giggle, <laughs> and it takes up a whole wall of the house. Of the house. That's right. Yeah. Name some of the numbers that make you giggle. I like the number three. It's a funny number. <laughs> You're it's dumb. Round. You're very very dumb. I would want to get like the Farm Bureau insurance like advert. That's that's the one that I have, you know. I think that's that's the part that the I want. Pre, that just got like painted over with yes. mortgage. Yes, and exactly. You can scrape that off. Yeah, and there might even be a melting moments underneath there or something else, yeah. old and antiquated. Yep. And it just yep. says, "Let's get the W underneath there." Oh God, something yeah, cute going all the way back. Yep. Uh, and finally, from Thomas, uh, how much should I bet on the football announcement being more NF Tuck and not? We'll soon sell per, uh, soft parade shandy. Uh, my guess is this is Spartan Dog Con that they're announcing. So, not. I didn't even know that there was going to be a football announcement. Apparently, I ran out of views before I got to that spot. Great. Uh, limiting. Yeah. Hopefully, this podcast hasn't really limited. Next, uh, Jason Fry. Uh, has there ever been a player with a worse ratio of distance run versus yard gain, yards gained than Terry? Always running laterally. Love. Are were you standing next to me, melting down about Terry Love when he collected a uh, punt, you know, at the two yard line and then just ran back and forth? I mean, that was truly some of the worst punt returning. Like I would have <laughs> what we've endured in the past several years of just the fair catch all the time under all circumstances. The sours. I would have greatly greatly preferred to terry love running 60 yards but only gaining negative three yards upfield oh god <laughs> god it was the worst the best oh. of times and the worst of times Keyshawn martin used to run backwards a, a little bit on his punt returns but he always ended up you know with more yards as a result but terry love never figured that out mm. two star Keyshawn martin what Two-star Keyshawn Martin? Two-star. Yeah, see? See? Wow. Player development, Keyshawn Martin. You know what? I also loved Keyshawn Martin when he... when he. Uh, I used to be all into the two and three stars. They were my, like... They got... I like the cut of their jib. I'm I'm a two-star. Yeah. <laughs> They're yeah. just like me. But you're our two-star, honey. Oh, my God. Jason Fry with another blast from the past. Can you prove Kellen Davis... Ever had yard after catch. I remember every single one of his catches being made with him diving or falling down. That sounds right, um, actually. I can't prove it. Uh, Kellen Davis, also maybe the biggest man that I've ever stood next to in my entire life. Like Giant. That dude. One what did he smell he like? Into QD, I was like, someone chose oh. to fight you? <laughs> He he looked large on the football field. Yeah. 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 He was wild. Who was Jason Fry? And like, 
I, don't ask the question, Jason. We don't know who you are, but we love who you are. And don't ever yeah, stop. Great being questions. You. Very John L. Yeah. Uh, era. Yeah, Jason Fry might have just one week. Whatever the fuck we're in. Are, are we out of this now? <laughs> Did we stop already? Are we going through July? Has a decision been made? I think we should each rate twice. Greg is like, be done with this because he doesn't want to rate twice, even though I. Oh, he hates hurting everyone's feelings. I live for it. Next up. I just don't know how to relate to people. They just want to talk about food the whole time, and I don't get it. Yeah, it's hard for you. It's really tough. Uh, Michael, which freshman will play the most minutes for the basketball team Uh, this season, let's say? I I think it's probably Colin Carr. Colin, yeah, it's going to be Coco. Well, it's tough for Fears. Because it's yeah. hard to, to break as into good as he, rotation. Yeah, he's got proven dudes in front of him. Yeah. Even if he plays the two, he's still got Tyson and Jaden to compete with. Um, and then... Garrick Norman, I think, has weight to put on. Probably, we'll see sometime, not a ton of it. Uh, and Xavier, Xavier Booker, is he actually going to play the five, or is he going to play the four? I think he's going to play the four, but, I, I mean, even still, I think Kohler's planning on playing some four. And mm-hmm. so, you, I mean, it could it could be Booker. It could be Booker, um, but dude's also got weight to put on. Cohen Carr, I think, is your most likely. He can he can play the wing, and and so can sweat flex between the two and the three, and, and I guess to a degree the four. There's so, definitely less of a log jam in front of him. Yeah, uh, and if dude is athletic as athletic as he seems, uh, he will defend and he will rebound and he will run. So that's a Formula for seeing the floor under Thomas O. Alex Plum, next up from Elon Bloom. Other than Noah Kim, what football player are you most excited to play? See play this fall. Huh. Hmm. I don't know the answer to that question. I'd like to see Darius Snow play. Yeah, that's that's actually my answer. I, I want him to be okay. Uh, my answer, other than Noah Kim, is also Noah Kim. <laughs> start, uh, start him. Start him. Start, start Noah. Him. Noah for Prez. Yeah, I like your answer better. All right. Uh, and so then, uh, last up, will Izzo get his second? If yes, what year will it happen? Yes, he did in 2020, and he will again in 2024. There we go. There we go. Put the banner up. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up from the key ski would guys like Bubba Smith and the like dominate in today's game like they did in the, in the last or I'm so Greg would your Bubba Smith's your oh, George Webster's your mean Joe oh, Green's boy. your mean Joe Green's uh, uh, your Bobby your jo- Knight's your Washington's your Gene Washington's Eugene Wash- Eugene what was the guy your Lorenzo's Gene dominate. Keedy, Eugene Keedy's get with the with the hair, the hair with the time overs. Here's the thing: if you took sixty there above a Smith and dropped him into today's game, he would not dominate. But if Bubba Smith grew up in today's game with the conditioning and high school and camps and all that kind of stuff, I think he still would have ended up being good for. Well, of course he would have. I mean, these things change, right? These coaches were good because they were tacticians, because they they knew how to develop players for the game that they played. And they did that well. I mean, so why wouldn't they have been able to develop a player for today's game? 
I don't. Yeah. And no Gene evidence Washington, suggests they couldn't have done Great that. example would have been a nice, tall, prototypical wide receiver in today's game, I believe. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think definitely uh, would have been successful. Uh, next up from the key ski, uh, should football find a way to make games shorter like baseball did? Uh, no, we the problem is that. No, the problem with football isn't the duration of the game. It's the commercials. Yeah. It, mm. The problem is not football. Football as a game is a perfectly fine duration. Yeah. I could also maybe speed up, you know, you, if you wanted to reduce the total amount of time, but you made the time between plays speed up a little bit, I, I could handle that. Same amount of t- plays in less time. I mean, not the way our team has been playing. I need as many goddamn minutes as we can get for them to have a fucking breather, considering it's only defense when we play. So, yeah. And finally, from the key ski, which booze offering should be prioritized in Spartan Stadium? Root barb. Root barb. What the fuck? Root beer flavored anything for my melting moments treats. Please. Uh, are there uh, are there breweries you all want to see there? Let's let's assume you have your your Miller lights, your Bud lights, your Coors lights. <laughs> I'm I've uh, had occasion to drink in a yeah, Budweiser's building, <laughs> a building adjacent to the football stadium. All right. Okay. And I can tell you that Fuck. It, it has your choice of fine micro brews and All they right. do your bells, your bells, your shorts have a preference for the Michigan varietals. Well, they should, sure. and they should, and they should, uh, there used to be, what was the one that was M 43 or what was the Michigan? What we used to be in Weberville. There was a brewery in Weberville. Uh, that is the one. Is in, it still there? Yeah. All right. Right on Grand River. Yeah. Yeah. It was on, it was, wasn't it? The one uh, we went to? Old Nation. The three of us? Old uh, No, no, no. I'm talking about Weberville. Weberville. Oh, uh, oh, sorry. That's in Williamston. Uh, Old Nation's in Williamston. Uh, Weberville is where they made American Badass for a minute. That's where Kid Rock's beer was made. Oh, Lord. That whole thing fell apart. Is that what you're referring to? Did you hear that from a Jeep buddy? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Oh, wow. I'm probably going to boat somewhere. Oh, got all the Jeep <laughs> idiots. Got them all. Next up, Tyrone's couch. My daughter is coming of age. This is going to end well. Wow. Yeah. Her question I don't know. That we nope. should continue to read nope. this. Nope. Was... So women have to clean the house, carry babies for nine months, and wear pads while men go out and play football with the boys. I don't know what to say, so I told her about menopause. <laughs> Champion dad or ass move? Oh Ty- my god! Tyrone, I have some questions about her framing of gender responsibilities and how things are operating on the home front. Yeah, buddy, that was your opportunity. You at that, so I'm calling it ass move. Ass yeah. move. You were you were I, invited there to push back against the you guys framing right. of I, the question. We've got raising the children, cleaning yeah. the house, and menstruation. Where's cooking on this list? I mean, come on. Also, oh maybe she'd prefer tampons. Yeah. I mean, why does she have to wear pads? They're Jonesy's about to give me the cut. 
The virtue signal cut signal. Cut it. God. Cut it. I can't believe you would make a joke okay. about that. Uh, Next up, number two. Hmm. Oh my God. It's getting worse. It's somehow getting worse. <laughs> I know a porn star. She got. Well, hold on. No, 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 no. Read it right. I wrote a porn in quotations star. star. In quotation. <laughs> <laughs> she got pregnant on a shoot, kept the kid, and moved home. He is now at my school and is an ass. Seven levels of horistic hell. Horstastic. Horstastic hell. Research shows 3% of porn produces a pregnancy, and 100% of the kids will be ashamed. I wish I could tell him, now you know. Now we know. Well, Tyrone, why can't you tell him? You know? Wait, wait! How do you know that, Tyrone? <laughs> Let's just say he has it on good authority. His browser history, like maybe he was her his, her co-star. I, who knows? You know, sleep from your if, father situation. Yeah. If there's anything that I've learned in our 200 episodes of Can't Read, Can't Write, it's trust Tyrone. Trust that's right. <laughs> Right. Take it at face value. Yeah. <laughs> Next right. up, rant of the week. Why does Pizza Hut sell cheese sticks, which is cheese on top of strips of dough? Those are pokey sticks. But also sells, sell cheese sticks, but call them fried mozzarella sticks. Those are cheese sticks for fuck's sake. Stupid. I can't wait to get some of the apple cider off the tree and bite into it. See? It's stupid. <laughs> See? It's See, stupid. I've demonstrated its stupidity. Ugh. Tyrone, I don't know that I can meet you on this one. I don't know that. I... Yeah, mozzarella, uh, mozzarella sticks are just different. Yeah, they're they're more specific. Yeah, like, you're Jeez, asking them it's... to be less specific with mozzarella. Well, okay, but but just okay, but just but just if I said, hey, do you guys want some cheese sticks? What no, would no, you no. think I was? But no, hold on, just if, if we were. String Sorry? cheese. If you said cheese sticks, I think you would be talking about string oh, cheese. Okay. If you I said, mean mozzarella, mozzarella if, stick. You you know what that is? That's for sure. You know what that is? I guess if we're if we're at a bar and you said cheese sticks, I would assume mozzarella. Mozzarella. Right. Yeah. Right. No one would. No one would think that a cheese stick. <clears throat> I think objectively, no one would yeah. think that cheese stick means cheesy bread stick. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cheesy bread. Yeah. No. No. You're right. You're right. Man, and the, if you the, ask me that question, I would decline and ask if you have like a nice plain oatmeal or <laughs> do you have any uncooked in the fridge? Do you have any do you have any just oats I can put in cold <laughs> water? <laughs> just chew on. Just like a cut. I do like the Venn diagram of Anderson Cooper and, and Kevin Greck does actually intersect. Yeah. Um you think there's not more overlap between me? Oh, I'm sure there's a lot of overlap. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Pension mm-hmm. for sex with men. That's the other one. Don't forget about that one. <laughs> we've got two. Yeah, we've got two. We've got two. Friendship with Andy Cohen. Obviously. Hey. Bum, 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 bum. All right. Next up, Mr. Neurotic Pants. Uh Kevin Greck, what red flags will y'all oh, I guess we could all answer. What red flags will y'all be weary of during the Central and Richmond games? See the Akron game last year. Yeah. Mm. We called I want to take a victory lap on episode two hundred. We said last year this team is not good. After yeah. we blew out Akron fifty-two to zero, yeah, we all knew. Yep, yeah. Being unable to protect the quarterback would be one. Being un- unable to get to the other quarterback would be another. 
be able to pick up three yards because you need three yards. Yes, yes. These are the types of things that we'll be keeping an eye on because we're astute uh, watchers of the game. If it's next three and you don't get a first down, that it's done. We're done. It's concerning. Uh, from the neurotic pants, hot take. After the revolution, after the revolution, all airline, HMO oil, and Halliburton executives should be flogged. Hmm. This far enough. Hotter take, please. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we could go hotter than if you, you come to us with Halliburton executives should be flogged. I think we can, we can take the heat. Yeah. Add some um, chili oil on that. And finally, from the neurotic pants, uh, would you pay to watch a Matt Sheehan and Graham Couch cage match? No. They, they get all oiled up, maybe, you know? Get in there, get grappling one another. I I, I don't I don't enjoy the 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 cage match thing. It's not my my cup of tea to begin with. And Matt Did you Sheehan, watched the end of Bruno, and you were like, "How can I disagree with this without wait, expressly disagreeing with this?" Like, wait, what are we it talking was about? The cage match that I didn't like. Bruno, at the end of the movie, Bruno didn't watch started, it. Oh, it's great. Go on YouTube and watch conclusion, Bruno. Um, you won't have all the context, but it's funny. Anyway, my broader point is that Matt and Graham are both very nice people. Yeah. And the idea of two people pummeling each other doesn't sound fun to me. And I don't think either of them have it in them either. We should, if there's beef there, we should mediate a, a Lincoln Douglas style debate between or them. stoke the flame. Oh, yeah, let's do that. That's better. We talk nonstop about how great it is to have one of you on the podcast and what a chore it is to have the other discuss amongst yourselves, which is what you (laughs) go for. Yeah, Matt did say that Graham is an idiot to us. So, And Graham did say that even though you can't tell through the uh, camera, that right. Sheehan is smelly is what he, yeah, he said. He said stinky. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. He said, actually, I think the word he used was earthy, which I did not interpret favorably. <laughs> no, 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 you wouldn't. No, no, you really, that's not what you set out for. No. Anyway, neither of these things can be confirmed. Earthy. That's just what we heard. Yeah. 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 It was bad. Um, next up from the Nate C is this the last week? What are you doing the rest of the summer? Well, I think Jonesy determined that it's not because he next, next, next year is the year that we take a week off or two. Oh, I thought he was just talking about Twitter questions generally in the competition. Um, we've never missed an episode. You know, we should consider that. Yeah. Yeah, let's consider missing some. I mean, I uh, also yeah, consider that. I've considered it before. I mean, I've Can I really tried to be on mute because you're good. Yeah. We've we've checked the box on you. Although before you go, take this question from Nate C. Uh do you think Twitter's rate limit has anything to do with all the nobodies with blue checks? Yeah, the number of people who are saying shit, like, you guys just don't understand. Elon's like you guys just don't understand. And everyone's like, you pay for a service that is now rate limited. It used to be free and unlimited. Who is the cuck 
you dumb fuck. <laughs> uh, Certainly not me. <laughs> yeah, I should turn that into a limerick. Write that down. Get your get your uh, limerick notebook out. <laughs> and finally, from the Nate C, in lieu of my third question, please allow Plum Alex five minutes to rant about the Supreme Court. I hope it stays hot in Texas forever. Uh, well, does any of your previous ranting about the Supreme Court count towards this time limit? I've, I've spent a lot of time on the Supreme Court on this podcast over the last 200 episodes, I think it's fair to say, or however, 100 and however many I've participated in. Uh, what's to be said? I think Jones- Do you have a wedding website, by the way? Were you able to We do. We, oh. do. we do. We well, do. The Supreme yeah. Court is like, oh, that's too bad. It would have been- you know, I know. Use that one. I know. And really, wouldn't it have been good if I was the asshole who sued? Because then at least there would have been standing in the case. Yeah, there would have been- um, And that, of course, was not, uh, not what happened. We're finding out. Now, this- this court has certainly, um, certainly found that it has no shame. They do not care. There is no more standard. Uh, from uh, everyone's favorite Uncle Tom, uh, Clarence Thomas, who has absolutely, absolutely proved that some individuals are so bereft of self-awareness um, and self-respect, frankly, the man on record as having affirmed and, and praised affirmative action for his opportunities in life. This man who is one he of is the, not. yes, in the eighties, he acknowledged that if it weren't oh. for the, for the, uh, and he's, and, and he mentioned this in his, um, his hearings, if it hadn't been for affirmative action, he refers to it and the, the rightful application of the laws, but that's the head nod to what how affirmative action enabled him to overcome the prejudice that he experienced in South Carolina and Jim Crow. PBS, by the way, had a, had an amazing two hour uh, uh, front line on Clarence Thomas, which I highly recommend to everyone. It is as infuriating as it is uh, edifying. He also made Yale not put his picture up. They have pictures of uh, all the Supreme Court justices. He's an embarrassment. He is a national embarrassment, but, but, in, but, but they all are, um, it's, I don't know. It's not good. It isn't good. I will say my personal opinion is adding people to the court is not better. I'm, uh, I'm like John Roberts and I shouldn't be embarrassed to say this. Uh, I'm an institutionalist insofar as I know it's broken, but this is elections have consequences and Mitch McConnell is going to hell when he dies because he stole seats from Barack Obama. I, what are you going to do? I don't know. The, the, the moral arc of the universe is long, but it bends toward justice. There will be something in the future. Uh, we've already seen positive wins out of abortion. I mean, it's terrible if you live in fucking backwoods, Mississippi, but hell in those States, even before abortion was, you know, taken off, you still couldn't get an abortion if you lived anywhere right. outside of Jackson. So what was the, you know what I mean? So like we were already living there and at least now we had a groundswell of it, that we're going to continue to see groundswells because they're so out of touch with the American public. They don't care. And, uh, I don't that know. is, uh, I mean, not specific to any one ruling. It is so far out of line with the mainstream in, yeah. in the U S which is an argument that like, liberals used to make about things like your argument is not mainstream. It was like trendy yeah. for a while to do that. Right. And I always like, 
I was always like, that's not persuasive, but it is for the Supreme Court, other than the fact that they're just, you know, calling balls and strikes. Right. It is important that they do kind of represent to some degree the mainstream idea and throwing out decades of precedent yep. is not the way to go about that. Multiple times over the course of uh, two yeah. terms. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> and it's the blindness toward it. And then it's John Roberts, you know, decrying in his, by the way, he saved for himself all of these opinions, like the big opinions of this week that came out the last week, he wrote them all. And he did it, I think, because he likes to think that he can hew to some middle ground. I don't know where the middle ground is in any of this. I look forward to Dahlia Lithwick or someone explaining this in a way that I can understand it. But the big ones, he didn't give away to have authored. He kept them, which I think speaks to his own egomania. He is desperately trying to keep this court his, and it isn't any longer. And oh, it's his. <laughs> he's, he's trying gonna, to desperately he's gonna control it. Yeah, yeah, well. He's trying yeah. to control the narrative, and but he's doing so oh. really well. <laughs> Fuck me. And oh, anyway, it's embarrassing. But but his whole like, I'm we've been noticing how many of the dissents are becoming personal. And Elena Kagan's like, yeah, they're personal, you fuck ass, because none of your jurisprudence is consistent. Yeah. Just be consistent, you chode. But they all suck. That's two chodes. That's it's they're chody. They're he's a chody chode chode. And I don't know. I I don't know. I'm I'm surprised they don't get hit by cars more often when they're crossing the street. The, I, I'm the irony is is that they they exit with relatively little protection. I think I saw yeah. Kagan exiting in a Prius, and they they just stopped traffic for a second. But like, that's it. Yeah, that's wild to me. I mean, I, it's I, good. Well, it's good. Yes, yeah, I should be very clear. I'm yeah. not advocating. No, 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 no. We don't want anything to happen. I just, I can't believe it hasn't happened yet. There's I mean, very, there are, there are lunatics everywhere. I mean, God, someone was just arrested outside of Kavanaugh's house. Like, yeah. you know, with a gun. It's or crazy. Obama's house. Yeah. Well, and then too. Obama's yeah. House. yeah. But that's the thing. Brett Kavanaugh's house could get shot up, his kids killed in front of him, and he still wouldn't vote to change anything about the Second Amendment. None of them would. Because they don't. They don't have the capacity. They don't have the capacity to see or interpret this. So we'll see. Hope that doesn't happen. Obviously, would would be sick to my stomach if that happened for him. All right. There's your five minutes, Nate. There's your five minutes with this fuck-ass watery. And now a celebration of America from Mama Leaf, who asks, What's your favorite firework couleur and type? (laughs) Ring, strobe, waterfall, chrysanthemum? Chrysanthemum. I could not identify a chrysanthemum uh, in the sky a sky chrysanthemum i need to google it now because you know what my least favorite type of uh firework is Uh, the one that you've got to go to and like wait in line behind other cars in like jackson or whatever and then you go sit in a field while they like no those are garbage fireworks the best one is the you know the the really dangerous one at the bottom of the driveway. Oh yeah. That, yeah. I have no interest in fireworks. Yeah. The M 80 that just, I'm going to yes. light off underneath my dad's Chevy. Yep. Yeah, that's that the best firework. Yeah, that's right. Chrysanthemum. Chrysanthemum, uh, chrysanthemum and green. <laughs> yeah. Jonesy, you got green. anything? Well, obviously chrysanthemum. Green. We agree. <laughs> well, you can do, you can do two tones. Green and white. Oh, so, oh a green yeah, and white chrysanthemum. All right. That's that's obviously the answer. And if anyone that's the answer. A different answer before this question, they were wrong. They were wrong. 
Uh, All right. Next up from Mamopoli. If a Canada Day celebration in Canada only served Coors in the beer tent, would you consider that sacrilegious? No, they'd be celebrating a superior beer because it's from America. From a superior country. Yeah, from a superior Canada. And from Colorado. It just the notion that there's a day Uh, where Canada celebrates itself, but they still print a monarch from a different country. Mm. (laughs) Like, and not even the the previous, you know, really, you know, popular one. The new dude is getting currency as well. (laughs) We like, I don't know that. We we make fun of it, particularly folks who are Michiganders because of the, the there's sort of a, a sibling relationship with Canada. But I don't know that Michiganders take enough time to step back and appreciate how unhinged it is that Canada still rec- recognizes the sovereignty of a different monarch. That's insane to me. And requires them for for parts of routine parts of their own government structure. Wow. Like you aren't a country. I can't mm. respect you. Right. You just either get in or get out. I, I don't know. That's it. And then she ends uh, with who won the war of 1812. I've never heard of it. I don't, I don't even know what she's referencing here. No, Did we lose territory in the long run? Oh, we couldn't have. No, not in America. America. I really excited because they burned America, America. How that worked out in the long run? How's your GDP? Yeah. We're fine. Yeah. yeah, we're doing great. Our healthcare is impeccable. <laughs> John Hubbard. We all felt something was off last season, even as the football team opened with three wins. True. Our fears were realized when Michigan State went to Washington and was picked apart by Michael Penis Jr. If you go back to footage of the game, you will see how Penis drops back and goes to the left, back into the left, back into the left, back and to the left. It was almost like the loss was predetermined. We missed an important clue that was right in front of us. Do you remember what number penis wears? The number nine, same as Walker. They also both live and play in the same city, mere miles apart. And I have an authority from a confidential source that Walker was watching that game from a grassy knoll so as not to draw attention to himself. It's clear that Walker got penis as soon as he arrived in Seattle, and this season, penis will come to East Lansing to try and do it again. K-Anon is coming at us from all sides. Is there no one out there to come to the rescue? From penis. <laughs> from penis. <laughs> Kenneth Walker got penis as soon as he arrived. <laughs> and good for him. He should. He deserves it. I'll tell you that. Well earned. Well earned, Kenny. Well, these are the right, these are the right observations, uh, John. These are the right observations. What you're seeing I don't, and again, you're not coming to conclusions. You're asking questions. You're just asking the questions. You're just asking the questions. You're seeing what's happening. You're making connections and you're asking the questions. And this is what every American should be doing. We should live in a society where we are free to ask questions and engage in honest debate. So good for you. And both sides should be represented. Both sides should be equally represented and Back given a platform to, left. to ask questions Back about into the left. Penis. And then finally, uh, from the upper deck jerk guy for the 200th time, simply why? Poor K. Well, I think the response to that is why not? And, and why? 
why, why, why? And, and wibble, wibble, wobble. Mm-hmm. So. I'm glad we've ended it this way. Boom, 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 boom. Gentlemen, it's been 200 episodes. Wow. I'm going back to it one final time. It's been wow. an honor and a pleasure to, to do this podcast with you. Uh, and it's I been quit. a chore at times and as well. And, and I, uh, I forgot to tell you, I'm going to be off for the next few weeks, but I'll be back in August. Anyway, Godspeed. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, we will say we will say thank you to everyone who's tagged along for this journey. And I, I know there's a handful of you uh, who have been around for yeah. a lot of it. So, and to the new folks, thank you. Uh, so, guys, go green. Go green. Go green. It's the worst way we've ever ended one. <laughs> <laughs>